I mentioned something in passing that I'd like to write up and we're going to practice with to check our inverse functions as we move through examples. It's called the composition property of inverses. And you will recall composition of functions probably from your previous class, f of g of x and g of f of x. If we think of g as being maybe f inverse, this is like f of g of x, but we're being more specific than just saying g because it's a more special function. It's not just any old function, it's the inverse of f. So f of f inverse is actually the same as f inverse of f, that's like g of f, which is equal to your original input, x. Because remember, one function undoes the other, just like putting on your shoes in the morning and taking them off at night. These functions undo each other so that when you're finished putting them together, composing them, your output is just exactly what you started with in the first place. It takes you around full circle. Input, function, inverse function takes you back to input. So let me show you with the examples that we just looked at. f of x is 3x minus 5, and then we found f inverse of x to be 1 third of x plus 5. So let's start with f of f inverse of x. And as I mentioned before, we're going to use this to check all of our examples in the future. So f inverse of x is 1 third of x plus 5. This is our new input into the f function. Just like f of x plus h, you input x plus h. For f of f inverse, you input f inverse of x into f. So some people, it helps them to start with what f is. f says take three times your input. Three times your input is three times f inverse of x. So the input is f inverse of x. And that's just 3x for f of x, right? Where we're using f inverse as our input. And I still have in the f function minus 5. So I have 3 times, oops, I put the 1 third in the wrong place. I knew that was a problem because it wasn't going to work out. <laughs> All right, so it's a good way to check. I was going to have a 5 thirds, which was not going to be nice. I have 3 times one-third of x plus 5, so I need double parentheses is my problem. Three times x, and x is one-third of x plus 5, minus 5. Now, when I take the three times a third, I'm going to have 1, and then I'm going to have x plus 5 minus 5, because the three and the third canceled out the inverse relationships. The multiplicative inverse of 3 is a third. So we get 1 times x plus 5, but then I still have minus 5 on the outside, which you will see gives me x, as I promised you it would. f of f inverse of x is just x when you're finished. So let's try the opposite order. This time we're going to take the inverse function, and we're going to input f into it. So f of x, my output from the original function is going to be plugged into my inverse function, just like we did with the tables going backwards and forwards. But now I'm using the formula. So f inverse of x says whatever your input is, add 5, and then multiply the whole thing by a third. So my input now is f of x. So I am going to underline that squiggly over here. f of x is 3x minus 5. So that's going to go in place of the input 
3x minus 5, I'm going to put it in parentheses to be safe. That's f of x. That's my input. It gets added to 5. And then the whole thing gets multiplied by a third. The parentheses are very important to make this work out the way we want it to. If it doesn't work out the way you think it should, double check your parentheses. If it still doesn't work, then check your inverse. So I have f of x right here, 3x minus 5, gets added to 5, and then the whole thing gets multiplied by a third. So working from the inside out, I have 3x minus 5 plus 5. The negative 5 and the positive 5 add up to 0. So I have 3x in parentheses, and I have a third out in front. So a third times 3 is 1x. It works. So f inverse of f of x is x. So now we've learned how to find an inverse function analytically, how to find it using numbers in a table or just any coordinates. And then we've also looked at the relationship between the function and its inverse and the graphs. And then we saw a property called the composition property of inverses, which enables us to double check that we really do have inverse functions because if we compose the two, we put them together, they undo each other and they just give us our original input back out as the output. So it takes us full circle, and the reason why inverses are so confusing is because they take us around in circles, literally. So it's really important that we keep track of inputs and outputs. So now we'll look at some more examples.